going on everyone so uh i have here with me the one and only keith aka kk swish hello 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 world that that is him that is him so <laughs> this is uh, me the reason why him and i are huddled together in a car in close proximity is um this man is a clippers fan and this is true. With the loyal, loyal Clippers fan. Supposedly loyal. We're gonna have to have him defend that. Forever anymore. loyal Clippers fan. I don't know if such thing even exists. No, it, it it really does. It really does. But here's the thing: the Clippers have huge expectations on their upcoming regular season they and have, the playoffs when the when when they will win it all. When, they, when we win the ship. These are uh, bold claims, but they just landed two huge superstars. PG, Kawhi, the Claw, Boardman. And we kept Landry Shamit, so I think we're good to go. <laughs> These are the things we're dealing with. <laughs> but I just thought it'd be very interesting, intriguing to hear the point of view of a Clippers fan. Uh, supposedly a long, long-term long Clippers fan since... Of um, 2006. Most of us on the podcast are, are Lakers fans and give analysis from a Lakers perspective so uh, we're going to pick this man's brain see how the inner workings of a Clippers fan actually works and uh, and go from there so that sounds good without further ado KK Mr. KK hello, Swish hello. Um, give us a little insight into how you became a Clippers fan is it is it true that it wasn't after they signed PG and no, Kawhi? No, no. I'm not a bandwagon fan, everyone. <laughs> For everyone listening to this podcast, I am not a bandwagon <laughs> fan. I've been a loyal Clippers fan since 2006 because they were the first team that I ever watched. And I didn't really like Kobe. I know, I know, I'm sorry. but uh, I'm offended. I thought, <laughs> in 06, granted, I didn't know that much about basketball. But when I first watched, Kobe uh, would never pass the ball because he was on the same team as, like, Smush Parker and Kwame Brown. His teams were garbage. So he I guess was, he had he no option. Going to pass he had no option, but I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Kobe is a, it's a huge ball hog. I don't like this team. So that's when I found the Clippers. And that's when they had a pretty good lineup. So I was like, wow, like, this team is... Who are some of the guys on the lineup? Because I'm thinking you said you f- you came across them and they had a pretty good team. I'm thinking that they're just trash, and it's almost well, they, impossible to believe that someone that is true. channel to the Clippers and be like, I love this team, I'm going to follow them. Okay, like, they were the first team that I ever watched, but it wasn't because I was trying to watch basketball. I was, like, like at a... I don't even know. Like, I was out somewhere, and there was, like, a small TV, and, like, I just happened to see it, and it was basketball. I'm like, oh, okay. And it was a Clippers game. And at the time, they were... Okay. Granted, the Clippers have never been great, but at the time, they were half-decent. They had, like, Sean Livingston before he got injured. They had uh, Katino Mobley, Corey Maggette, Elton Brand, Chris Kamen. They had a solid... They had, like, a solid core, and they had Sam Cassell coming off the bench. Yes. So, I think, like, that's when I uh, truly fell in love with the Clippers. Was there, like, a single game that you watched that you were like, wow, this is a team I can get behind, or was it just the collective team... I don't know, as a whole, that you like, oh, these individual players have something going. I think also, uh, in the beginning, I was kind of like, I was actively trying not to be a bandwagon fan, so I'm like, all right, like the <laughs> Lakers, they have too much uh, legacy, so I need to uh, support the underdog team, which was the Clippers. So then, But then now, obviously, like, coming into 2020, they're obviously the powerhouses, they're obviously the favorites to win it all. all, right, all right, but all right. this is like, 
Like, this was in the prior... Before all this happened, I was a true loyal Clippers fan and continue to be a Clippers fan. All right. Thank you. Yeah, well, that was <laughs> somewhat poetic. <laughs> so, for this upcoming season, do you find... Because you, you just mentioned that, all right, you kind of went with the Clippers because they weren't, like, the popular pick. Do you feel like there's like a mentality now that there's a lot more bandwagon Clippers fans coming out of the woodworks? Or do you feel like this is this is well-deserved for mm. the Clippers organization to finally get recognition? Or I think I think the Clippers should get recognition. Like, I think it would be well-deserved, but I think that they won't because obviously, like, in L.A., they're always the, the second, like, the second unwanted uh, group, the second <laughs> unwanted sibling. The unwanted <laughs> stepchild. Yeah, they're like the... Uh, and I feel like that legacy is tough to break because the Lakers have so many championships and so many banners and they're just well-loved by the city of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they'll get the recognition. I think they probably won't, but I think it would be well-deserved. And when Steve Ballmer builds another uh, no, another sporting center for the Clippers in Inglewood, then that's when uh, the Clippers will truly shine. So do you think that he will move the team at some point? Yeah, I think he will. And I think he should. Within Southern California still or outside the state? Because there have been rumors that he may want to take it to, like, Seattle. Because Seattle doesn't have a team anymore. True. And it's I actually just visited Seattle. Shout out. Shout out. It's a really nice city. And I could see why. Yeah, I wasn't there, but uh, I could agree. Yeah, he can agree. He can agree. (laughs) I could see why a city like that like needs a, a basketball team, and it kind of sucks that they had the Supersonics and then they left for a lot of different reasons. But so if he okay, yeah. hypothetically, as a Clipper fan currently living in Southern California, if Balmer were to move the team to Seattle, would you would your loyalty to the team follow, or would you feel so that's kind a of betrayed? It's wo- a wonderfully crafted question, my it man. Is, it is. Um, it's a deep one. I think a lot of people are thinking it too, though. Well, I'm hoping. First of all, I'm hoping that they don't move because at all, or just to a different state. No, just to a different state. I hope they okay. move to Inglewood, or okay. I can move to. I hope they move to a uh, closer to where I live. I don't know if I can disclose <laughs> that information that's up to you, on man. this podcast, but uh, I hope they move further south. Let's just say. <laughs> And South. north of San Diego, <laughs> and I hope that would that would be the dream. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Seattle SuperSonics were also pretty lit. Like I have their their jerseys were so cool. Their and jerseys were sick. And I have Seattle SuperSonic socks, and those are freaking fire. So I have seen you wear those at work, actually. Yeah. For so those I, of you who don't know, myself and KK, we we work together. So that's how I was able to pull them onto this. Pod. Indeed. Um, all right, so maybe there's a little bit of a narrative playing out. You have some Seattle Supersonics gear currently. The Correct. Clippers are trending in a direction where it may be advantageous for them to move outside of L.A., establish a brand of their own, and maybe your cl- Sonics gear and Oh, Clippers I have one thing to say, though. Connect. I have one thing to say. Uh, Steve Ballmer, if you're listening to this, uh, one thing that I don't He's like... Not. <laughs> okay, well, if he were... Absolutely not. One thing that I don't really like about the Clippers, coming from a Clippers fan, is that their new logo is really ugly. Like, I really hope that they change that, because I don't know why, like... Like, the old one was, like, the classic one that, like, a lot of NBA teams have, where it's just, like, a... Basically, like, a basketball, and then yeah. the, the name of the team, like, strewn across it. Yeah. Like, that was, like, fine. But what is it now? What did they change it to? 
they changed it to like a. Wow, you don't even know. <laughs> wow, see this guy, this man here, also grew up in the Southern California region. He doesn't even know what the Clippers logo looks like. That's really a detriment to oh the Clippers my organization. Gosh, this they, is a disaster. They can't. They maintain such low relevancy that I don't even know. I couldn't even recognize their logo if I saw it. Oh my! You could write Clipper, Los Angeles Clippers, and red and blue crayon on a piece of paper, and I'd be like, that's probably their their logo. <laughs> Or it's like a, it's like an LA and a, a, a C, like the C is around the L and A, but it's really That's ugly. New? Yeah, it's pretty new. It's oh. or before Steve Ballmer came, it wasn't that one. Okay. It was only after the Donald Sterling like mess. Yeah, and then yeah. Was Ballmer the one who introduced the mascot? The bird. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that really is. Is that a bird? Like. Like, what kind of bird is that? So ugly. Actually, I don't know what the mascot was before. They may not have even had one, to be honest. What's the Lakers mascot? They don't have one. <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> Just another thing that here's the Clippers the, are better than the Lakers here's the at. Thing, here's the thing, wow. though. There are they organizations even... that don't need a mascot. A yeah. mascot is put on the court in the arena to hype up fans that probably aren't even hyped to begin <laughs> no, with. No, what do you Clippers mean? Clippers fans need that help from no, whatever that bird's name is <laughs> freaking big bird is hyping up the clippers lakers don't need that don't need that i'm trying to refrain from having like bias you know talking about the what clippers. do you mean you have heavy bias though um, but for the sake of this conversation i'm trying to refrain from throwing out jabs against the clippers and okay. just talking about it but okay it's do, hard. You, it's do hard. you agree that the clipper do you like the lakers colorway like the purple and yellow Yes, but oh, but here's no. the thing. Come on, be real. I have a butt. Okay. I... Well, yes, you do. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> I do. I have a butt, and it's this. It's really hard to wear Lakers colors outside it's so of a sports ugly. game. It doesn't go well if you're just like casually wearing something, you know, to like a friend's birthday party or just like a hangout. Or you to look, anywhere, you look really. You look ridiculous. Okay. I can I can't pull it off personally. No, very few people but, can. But on the basketball court and just as an organization, those colors pop. Or yeah. there, it's very yeah. I guess it's it's very like, or it's also it also is seen as more quote unquote iconic because the Lakers have been around for a long time. They've yeah. won a lot of games. But yeah. like, if you just actually looked at those two colors, like they're not attractive colors to for anything like you would never when would you ever wear like yellow and purple to anything if it was not uh, lakers oriented like associated with the los angeles lakers i couldn't do it yeah nobody would i I really wouldn't that's honest honest response and the clippers white red and blue you know what else is white red and blue america (laughs) plus one keith (laughs) keith one ryan zero right now because i just brought in America, <laughs> the USA, red, white, and blue. Case closed. I have nothing more to add to that. Looks I mean, like I've won this debate. <laughs> it's just strange, man. Just strange. I don't know. Expectation. All right, let's talk expectations for this upcoming season. Realistically. Realistically. You know, don't. Try and yeah, I'm not suppress, very. I'm not biased or anything. So try like, and I'm suppress just... the fanboy inside you. Oh yeah, yeah. they're gonna go 82 and 0 and sweep through oh, the playoffs. Oh heck no! 
do you see the Clippers... Let's start here. Do you see the Clippers taking the number one seed in the West? Um, no. I don't think they'll be the one seed. Because I think... Okay, coming off, Paul George is injured. Like, he mm-hmm. won't play the first, like, what? First quarter of the season, probably. Like, 15 yeah. to 20 games, I, he probably won't I think won't he's play. expected to come back in, like, mid to late November. Okay, but, like, yeah, he. I feel like he won't be full, like... The first 15 to 20 games are basically Paul George-less, in my opinion. Yes. And I think Kawhi will sit 15 to 20 games. Load management. For load management, mm-hmm. correct. So then I feel like... <clears throat> Like, the Clippers will be... I think they'll be top three. Like, I think they'll probably be in that, like, second, third slot. But I don't think they'll... I don't even think they will want to go for the top spot. And I don't think they will be the top slot in the West. Because the West is just so open, like... Yeah, it's just, uh... You you can't really tell. The West is so stacked. Right. But there could be a... There could be value in chasing the number one seed if... Because the difference between seven and eight may not be that much on paper. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I feel like the seventh seed could give the number two seed a legitimate run in the West because there's so there's so much depth in the West. Yeah, in the West, I feel like truly like it's crazy because in the first round anything can happen. Like yeah. even the lower seeds, like it's not really like that's why I also think that it doesn't really matter for the Clippers because like honestly. Okay, this is what I always say, but this is what I believe. Like, honestly, the the regular season is just, like, an exhibition until the playoffs, right? Like, you just have to play through it until you get to the playoffs, and you just have to make the playoffs, okay? And the regulars, in the regular season, like, granted, what, however the regular season goes, to me, even, even this year, in my estimation, there's probably only, like, four to five teams that could legitimately win the championship. Like, I honestly don't think that any of the other teams, any of the 26 mm-hmm. other teams in the league are going to win. But that's that's a huge increase from what it was last year, though. Correct. Like, saying, so you keep hearing the term thrown around in, on, like, radio stations and whatnot. The league's wide open this year. The league's wide open. Yeah. And it's because previously it was just the, the Warriors. It was the Warriors and then, like, a, yeah. a challenger who would come out of the East, whoever it is. Correct. But this year, those even though it is only five or six, like you're saying, yeah. like that's still a huge increase from what it was. That's that's definitely true. And I think the majority, it's safe to say the majority of those five or six are going to be coming out of the West. Yeah. You know, it's probably just Milwaukee and Philly in yeah. the East. In my opinion, only Philly. But yeah, I don't yeah. really think you gotta, Milwaukee. You got to give some respect to Giannis, you know. The MVP. But they lost some pieces too, so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Philly is going to be the biggest threat. Philly is coming out of the East. A Clippers-Philly 2020 uh, championship. You're calling it right now? Yeah. I'm definitely calling it. Clippers-Philly. Okay. So you answered my question about the regular season. So in the postseason, you're saying they're going to the championship, to the finals. They're going to the finals. And if they were to match up, as you're saying that they will, with the Sixers, who do you have? Who do I have winning the ship? Yeah. Um... And in how many games? I I mean, we know who you're going to pick in the, in the <laughs> okay. finals. Okay, I just feel Clippers. like this year the Clippers, like, okay, last let's let's just look at last year. Last year the Raptors won it all, right? Yeah. And the Raptors won it all when Kawhi went to the team. And the Clippers have a much better team built around them, that, built around Kawhi, than the Raptors. 
Agreed. Like Kawhi and the and the like they kept all of their basically they kept their core. They kept like Lou Williams. They kept Montrez Harrell. They kept Landry Shamit. They the only the big piece that they lost was basically Shea Gilgis Alexander and mm-hmm. Danilo Gallinari. But they basically replaced those two with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Sure. Like and last year they they took forty eight games. They won forty eight mm-hmm. games in the regular season, and they took two games off the what was supposed to be. The defending, defending, defending champion uh, <laughs> Warriors. Yes. Right? So I feel like the Clippers, they definitely have the... They're, they're, they, I, I would say they have the deepest team in the league. They have the best perimeter defense. And their offense is solid. The only problem with... I think the only problem that the Clippers will struggle with this year is the lack of bigs, essentially. And mm-hmm. the bigs for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. are the biggest threat. And that's why I think those two teams are the only two teams that can potentially beat the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Just potentially mm-hmm. beat the Clippers because of their size. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's the only concern I have. But like perimeter defense wise, like guard play, like yeah. the Clippers are just set. This All right, here's, here's a question I have about the Clippers. So you're saying like, all right, last year they had a, a pretty good regular season, a pretty good run. They did. And they stole two off of the Warriors, which people didn't expect. That was a team with little to no large expectations. They had expectations to make it into the playoffs. I but, don't even think but, they did that but no one, But no one thought that they were going to make a deep run in the playoffs. And, yeah. they, and they didn't. But do you think that this Lakers te- or sorry this Clippers team how they're set up with the coaching and and everything that they're primed to be able to live up to expectations in a year that they're expected to make it so okay this is what I think I think obviously a lot of people are always like oh it's the Clippers curse and stuff like that because obviously the Clippers uh at one point I remember this because I was a big Clippers fan before Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan arrived. Before Lob City. Yeah, before the Lob City of, like, the early 2010s. Essentially, the Clippers had the worst, were the worst franchise in sports history. Like, in all sports combined, the Clippers literally had, like, the worst winning percentage of any national sport. Uh So, it was like, the Clippers were, like, real bad. Like, really, really bad. Yes. Right? Yes, they were. And that's why that's why they had a big curse. Or, like, that's why people were like, oh, they're cursed. And, like, oh, they can never meet expectations. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, that that team of the Lob City should have, in my opinion, they should have at least made an NBA Finals. For sure. And they should have won a ship. They should have won a ship, yes. in my opinion. They but, didn't even make it to the Conference Finals. Yeah, they didn't make it to the Conference Finals. And I think that weighs over them more right now. Recency bias, of course, but that weighs over them more right now than the previous years where, where they weren't living up to expectations. They had teams that were supposed to make a deep run, supposed to go to at least the Western Conference Finals and even into the finals, and they didn't live up to those expectations. So I some think, people are like, oh, like they're not, they have a team right now, but oh, they're just going to implode again. But I think this, why is this it different? Year, yeah. For this year, I think it's okay. It also depends on what the um like what the expectations are right like if we're saying that the clippers if the expectation for the clippers is to win a ship okay maybe like like i personally think that they will win the ship like i think they have the highest chance to win the ship this year but i don't think that's like the like 
if that was the expectation, obviously, like, they could easily fail that, too. It's not like they're, like, an over... Like, they're not, like, a 90... They're not like the Warriors, where it was essentially a, a 90% lock before yeah. the season began. Yeah. It's like, they're, like, a like a 51... Per, like, they're more... In my opinion, they're the majority. Like, they're the best team mm-hmm. to win it all. But, obviously, it's close. And so, I think if the expectation is... I think they should, at by the very least... They should make the Western Conference Finals this year. If they don't do that, then they are definitely, they definitely underperformed and they did not meet their expectations. Mm-hmm. So I think Western Conference Finals should be the expectation mm-hmm. because that means that they want a first and second round, mm-hmm. essentially, in the West, yeah. in the stacked West. If the Clippers don't live up to expect- the expectations that you're painting and I think most people have for them, yeah, who would you predict shoulders most of that blame okay i think who honestly the the blame always goes to the superstars right like i think the blame would fall on Kawhi, but okay this is barring like obviously there's a lot of things that can happen in a basketball season right like and the the major like consideration we always have to think about in all of this is injuries essentially and this is all based upon the fact that the clippers stay healthy of course because like a lot of times like even the lob city clippers honestly they should have won a ship still but a lot of times they were plagued by injuries and i feel like a lot of times they say the clippers are are play or like are cursed because they're saying like the players constantly get injured and during that deep run like oh like chris paul got injured one one season blake blake got injured one season it was like a flurry of injuries that constantly kept them out of going super deep into the playoffs. Yeah. So assuming that the Clippers are healthy, and I would say that if they didn't make it to the Western Conference Finals, the blame would be on Kawhi. Really? I would say so. I but wouldn't think so. Who would you put the blame on if the Clippers didn't make it? I think it's going to fall on the coach first. I do. Okay. Because I, I don't... All right. I don't think Kawhi is the type of player who's going to underperform... Okay. to shoulder the blame like i think players only shoulder most of the blame when they underperform and he, if he's not putting up points rebounds hustle and the play, defense like you expect him to in the playoffs then he would get it i just don't see that happening and i think it's going to be more of a if they don't live up to it and when they do lose to the lakers in the the playoffs i think that someone like doc is going to shoulder most of it because he was given pieces he was expected to produce, and he didn't. But mm. that's just me. I don't. I I think it's first gonna fall on the coach. Okay, I think that's a I think that's a somewhat valid point. But I just feel like, okay, I I definitely feel like coaching is important. Like I don't think that like if you if you have a bad coach, it can definitely make a difference on like when the X's and O's, the wins and losses of a game. But I or I just personally feel like oftentimes. A lot of coaches are like a like a a lot of coaches are made as like scapegoats a lot like where they're like yes. their team is like underperforming and then the coach gets fired and you're like like yes. what what could the coach have really like <laughs> like the coach is not in the game like it's like i get that it's like oh like the co- coach helps to help you buy into the system or like buy mm-hmm. into playing mm-hmm. but like there's only so much that a coach can do mm-hmm. and as well like or i'm judging this off the off the basis, like, I see Kawhi as, like, a super superstar, right? Like, I think he's a top three player in the league right now. And I feel like, like, every time, honestly, like, 
I'm basing this off of teams like, let's say, LeBron. Like, LeBron-led teams, like mm-hmm. Cavaliers, Heat, whatever. Like, oftentimes, like, the coach gets fired. Like, if the Cavs lost, like, the coach would get fired, right? Right. But honestly, like, all the blame, I felt, was put on LeBron. Like, LeBron carries the load. Like, no matter what happens, like, because LeBron is not going to underperform. Like, like LeBron no. averages, like, 27, 9, and 9 in his yeah. sleep. No. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, LeBron, every game is going to do his thing. And then if they lose, like, it's almost like, okay, fine. Like, against the Warriors, like, the Warriors were too dominant. But it almost just feels like if the if the Cavs lost, it was just like, ah, like, LeBron, 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 LeBron. Like, the focus is always on LeBron. Right. And I feel like with with the Clippers and with Kawhi, now that, like, Kawhi is such a big superstar, I feel like that's why Kawhi will take a lot of the blame. The so the only reason why I feel like I'm being persuaded towards your point right now is because, like LeBron, Kawhi orchestrated this move to the Clippers. And he orchestrated Paul George coming to the Clippers as well. And I think that's why LeBron got so much of the the scrutiny when they didn't win. Because, yes, there were GMs making the moves, but everyone knew behind the scenes, like, LeBron was the one you know, whispering in the ear, maybe not even whispering, yelling in the ear of the GMs (laughs) to make moves happen, make acquisitions happen, make trades happen. And so when they didn't win, it was like, all right, LeBron, you got what you wanted. Why couldn't you actually deliver? And so that kind of like safety net for the coach and the GMs is kind of gone or or stays up, I should say, because LeBron was the one that was actually the one saying, you know, what to do. And the Kawhi is in a similar situation here where he – he orchestrated it. He knew where he wanted to go, and he knew, you know, who he wanted to have with him. And so, if he doesn't perform, or if they don't get the results, then I could see it being more on Kawhi. Or like, I could, okay, this is what I could see. I could see the blame being on Kawhi, but I could see like if they didn't win, I could see obviously I could see Doc Rivers getting fired or something. Like, I could see Doc Rivers becoming the scapegoat. And also, like personally, this is just like a personal take, but I also don't think Doc Rivers is as good of a coach as he's reputable to be really but that's a a i feel like that's a that's a story for another day that's like a big take in itself i feel like he's very like i'm not saying he's a bad coach don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong i just think he's overrated for what he's actually done and that's coming from someone who's watched the clippers yeah as a clippers fan okay so if they don't live up to expectations you still see i can see doc getting fired but would you be someone who would want i know we don't we're this is strictly hypothetical <laughs> but if something like that were to happen would well you i would be on never board want with... a man to lose <laughs> his job that is the first thing that's all we're hearing here you <laughs> i would never advocate for a man to lose his job but with that being said dog rivers hmm, like i would i don't know like i think i think the clippers sometimes i i'm frustrated with doc rivers and i feel like He's not. We'll see. We'll see this year. We'll see what <laughs> well, happens. He has this a year. golden opportunity right now. Yeah, a he does. A freaking golden, you know, few year window to potentially win multiple championships. And if he isn't able to at least produce one, which it's still a lot. It's a it's a heck of an accomplishment just to win one. But if he doesn't win one in the next few years, um, yeah, I think. I think most of it's gonna fall on him. Okay, I extend your, I extend this question to Frank Vogel and the Los Angeles Lakers. Frank, what do, you, what do you think? Like, you think? First of all, I don't see Frank Vogel being the Lakers' head coach 
very long. long. He has Jason Kidd on his heels, man. Okay. I I think the writing's on the wall with hmm. with Jason Kidd at some point going to take over the team. And it's only I think I think Vogel's only one what is di- one difficult stretch away from having Jason Kidd take over his job. Why do you think they gave the head coach position to Frank because, over Jason? I think it's because the Lakers front office didn't want wanted to come across as LeBron running the team. Well, it I, is. Even if it is, <laughs> I think they didn't want the public perception to be like whatever LeBron says we're going to do. Whether okay. that's whether that's right or wrong, except for interpretation, but I cuz I think LeBron wants Kid to be the coach. Yeah, I agree. Frankly. Frank will, frankly. <laughs> frankly. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, hmm. we'll uh, we'll wrap up. Lakers playing the Clippers opening night. That's going to be sick. Tuesday night, which is literally days away from when we're recording this. Oh, it is. Next Tuesday. Oh, great. It's today's Tuesday. Tuesday, right? So literally one We're one week away one from the tip off of the NBA away. season. Let's get it. So, prediction for opening night. Just opening night. Oh, great question. PG's out. We know that. So it's not going to be a fully healthy team versus a fully healthy team, but it's still going to be a highly anticipated matchup. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Do you see? Is Kawhi going to play? He is, right? Yeah, he, he should. should. I don't see why he wouldn't. And the Lakers will have AD, LeBron. They'll be at full health. I think, actually, Kuz is going to be out. Oh, Kuz so, is out. So, I mean, it's kind of kind of one and the same. Are they, PG are they starting... and Kuz not playing, you know? They both have equally uh, talented players not playing on their roster. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not, but okay. <laughs> are they starting LeBron at point guard? We'll see. We'll see. I don't think, I don't I don't think, think they, they have their starting right lineup finalized yet. But it's come out that... They expect LeBron to run point a lot. Okay. So with that said, what do you say? Opening night. Opening Prediction. night. Prediction. I think Clippers technically have the home court, which just means that <laughs> the the hardwood is changed to their ugly logo for the night. And then there'll be a bu- bunch of Laker fans and yes. like a small conglomeration of Clippers. I don't know. I think there's actually going to be a lot more Clippers fans this year. Hopefully. May- hopefully. I don't know if they're going to show up in Staples on opening night. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're going to start to see uh, Clippers fans okay, gain more I think, confidence. I think the Clippers will win by 103.95. Wow. 103 to 95. By in eight. In favor of Clippers. That's a that's a comfortable win. A comfortable win. I think because the the bench of the Clippers, like when the when the starters are out and the bench comes in, I think the Clippers will... Get that, get that little boost, okay. To keep keep a comfortable lead going into the end. All right, you forget about our boy AC Fresh, who Caruso, the oh, bald eagle, Alex Caruso. It's about to be dunking they all need, over the place. Honestly, they need to get better pieces around Alex Caruso <laughs> for the Lakers to win. This is really just a a test year to see who who's capable of surrounding Caruso, Caruso. moving forward. Hopefully, AD makes it. All right, so you made your prediction. I'm going to make mine. I say Lakers win ninety eight to ninety six. Oh, close game. Close game and, and low scoring. And low scoring. I think it's going to be a little sloppy in the beginning, 
Oh, it'll definitely be sloppy. Have yeah. you seen the Lakers practice videos? It's very sloppy. Have I've seen, seen their... I've seen some of it. Yeah, I mean it's practice though. Come on. Yeah, true. We talk about practice. <laughs> Talking about practice. Talk about practice. All right, KK. Well, we appreciate you coming on. You got a uh, got some social media handles you want? Yeah, so uh... you, you want the five <laughs> listeners to to follow you on? All right, so thanks for having me on the show. Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> At kk.swish. Uh, that's all I'm going to reveal for now. That's all he's revealing. <laughs> all right. With that, we end here. Uh, we'll see whose prediction comes to fruition in the end. If, the, if it's actually 103.95, uh, what do I get? If it's exactly <laughs> 103.95, then Ryan, you heard it here first, then Ryan will buy me lunch. If it's exactly 103.95, I'll buy you Chipotle for a week straight. Oh, Monday through yeah. Monday through Friday for lunch. Let's go. And if my prediction is spot on, yeah, then which I, which I already forgot what the exact score was, but we can go back and listen to it. <laughs> my prediction is spot on. I want Taco Bell for a week. Deal. Deal. All right, we're shaking Deal. on it. We're shaking on it right now. It just happened. Both our hands are really, <laughs> really sweaty because <laughs> freaking hot in this car. Super hot. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Later. Peace.